Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. What up, Heel Squad? It's your girl, Maria. I'm here to tell you guys that the interview you're about to listen to has a bad date. And the bad date is due to the fact that when this was supposed to air, um, shit was hitting the fan with my family and everybody was sick with COVID. So we had to hold on to it. But it's airing today for you, and it's a really amazing conversation that I think you're going to get so much out of. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Gabby Hanna with The Wrong Date. But we still love you, and I hope you still love us. Bye. 
I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menudos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Better Together. It is Friday, November 27th, 2020. Our quote of the day, the man who feasts on the destruction of others will never be full. And that is from Gabby Hanna, who wrote Dandelion. We're going to be chatting with her today. Very excited. Welcome back to our Heel Squad. Today we are chatting with uh, Gabby, as I mentioned. You may have seen her on our IG Live this week. If you haven't, you can go back and check it out. At Maria Menunos. That's me, noun, OS. Not me, <laughs> adjective, OS. Not or me, verb, verb <laughs> OS. Not me, pronoun, OS. It's just me, noun, <laughs> OS. Um, I, I'm, I'm so funny. This is, when, this is when Kevin will like call me and he'll be like, you and your corny jokes. I can't help it. They're good. They're really good. That's me, guys. That's me. I'm just corny. <laughs> it's me, Maria. You can borrow that if you want. Yeah. But before we get to that, it's time for a little Dunkin' break. I'm really yep. excited to be working with Dunkin' Donuts because that means I get a little break and I can actually, you know, eat my little snacks and have my coffee. But it is Black Friday. And whether you're shopping at home or online, you might be craving something a little different, maybe not leftovers. So today we're talking about my little pairing here. Kelsey, would you narrate what I've got going on? Maria, you have an iced oat milk latte, Mm -hmm. which you guys, the oat milk is new at Dunkin' and mmm, is it delicious. Mm. Maria typically goes for an almond milk, but the oat is really nice and creamy. (laughs) So good. So Kelsey gave me a treat. Technically, I'm not supposed to have oat milk. (laughs) Right. Because technically, I'm a little allergic, we've been realizing. But holy moly, is this good right now. So maybe she'll have just a splash. I I get a little hive on my shin. (laughs) But I will put cortisone on for you later. (laughs) So this is my treat for today. Exactly. But Treat yourself. mm, Treat yourself. And it is being... Treat yourself. Treat yourself. It's being paired with... An egg white little sandwich we got going on. Ooh, like Jeff's got sandwich. one too. I've got one too. Little I, Sammy. I've already taken a bite because I can't help it. I love these um, veggie sandwiches because it's really yummy. The actual, the bread has little seeds in it. Mm-hmm. They're whole grain seeds. I get my protein. I get my veggies. And it's a nice healthy option that right. I really enjoy. Continue, Kel, so I can eat. Oh, so she's got her little an egg white, mm-hmm. right? A little... It's also a thin. That's what I like about it. I'm a big fan of these ones also. It's a nice little bagel thin. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like heavy or weighed down after. I'm like chewing into the microphone. <laughs> By the way. Jeff's got it too. This Jeff's is my order again. when I go to Dunkin' Donuts. Minus the, the, minus the oats just for the treat. So Kelsey will go through Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and she'll get the sausage patty. Right. Just the patty. I'm like, why don't you ask for the egg, too? She goes, well, sometimes it's too hard to ask for all these complicated things. So I just ask for the sausage patty. I'm like, you can totally ask for the egg. (laughs) So next time I will do that. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's egg whites. Right. It's egg whites. And it's got um, spinach, I think, Mm -hmm. and peppers. It's like all this Mm -hmm. little. Mm. It's 
you know, you know when you get an egg white patty or something like that, that you're like, no, this is not going to have any flavor. It actually has a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. That's the best part about it. You got a lot of flavor going on. I like the seeds. Right. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm having the something bread, really kind of like higher end. Yeah. You know, like. It's kind of bougie. It's, it's a little bougie. Little, it's bougie yeah, with it's your like, oat milk. Yeah. Like, like, like a gourmet piece of bread. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like my Dunkin' Donuts days, I used to make eggs, like, you know, crack the egg, put it in the microwave. And wow. I used to make bagel, bacon, egg and cheese bagels. Ooh. Guys, I was, I was a monster. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I really loved, I mean, I love food period. Right. So I really had my fun and I had phases. So like when I first started working at Dunkin', I had my um, coffee rolls what coffee rolls were so delicious and then i was like oh let's spice this up a bit and put a little butter on top and melt it in the microwave oh my god Mm. then i was like okay let's switch it up chocolate croissants stop you gotta microwave that for like a good Mm. 10 or 11 seconds melt the cheese in the middle um the chocolate in the middle and god forbid they came out of the oven fresh then it was blueberry muffins Wow. When I worked in the Porter Square store in Somerville, Massachusetts, that's where we made the donuts for all the other stores. So there was a really nice Greek man and he was um, the baker and I would work with him. And when the muffins would come out of the oven, I can't even tell you. (laughs) It was like I wanted to swim inside of there. I just wanted to like dive in and swim in the blueberry muffins. So I would get one put a stick of butter right in and melted just because it was so hot i didn't need the nougat obviously eat that then i go back and get another one sometimes i would have two or three because i'd go i'd have the two blueberries and then i'm like oh damn i gotta try the corn now of course and so i'd have the corn then i went to like the apple cinnamon muffins then i went to the bacon egg and cheese bagels and i mean guys (laughs) There was a six-year history of, like, I would shift from one to the other to the other But to there's the so other. many options. You never get tired. Oh, man. But this one, this is a good option. Really? Is there anything better than this iced coffee right now? No. Oh. I'm over here eating this full thing. <laughs> Mine's <Jeff> gone. Is done. <laughs> it's this really is good. I, I will say it's creamy. It's Jeff, really delicious. What I love about Dunkin' is it is silky. You heard mm-hmm. me on that reel that you played earlier in the week. I don't know what I was being interviewed for, but it was talking about Dunkin' Coffee and the silky texture to it. Right. It really... When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. It is amazing. And I obviously have an addiction and I'm so grateful that they're partnering with us because I only like to partner with people I really do love and really obsessed with. And 
I don't think there's a greater Dunkin' Donuts fan than me. No. I don't Do I agree know, with you. <laughs> I've begged them quietly for years behind the scenes to be the donut girl. So back in the day, and we'll oh have to God. do a deep dive on this someday. But back in the day, there was the donut man. Time to make the donuts. And he was like so tired. <laughs> he had to get up and make the donuts because you have to be really early to make all the donuts. Right. And by the way, I will tell you, I used to make, I used to frost the donuts and so I would make all kinds of fun designs at the holidays Cute. and things like that. So I really loved it. And then I put the jelly inside the jelly donuts with the little You talked thing. about that with, um, oh my gosh, Sophia Amoruso mm-hmm. on Girlboss. Because oh, she yeah. worked at Top Pot in Seattle. Yeah. Hey now. And you guys talked about putting the jelly in. So funny. That just yeah. made me think of that. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts is so a part of my life. And I'll tell you, even in the social media posts when people were sharing all their jobs from childhood, I everyone was connecting so much because... We all have those like nostalgic jobs. And the coolest part about those jobs, I think that most of us remember the music that played at each one. A million percent. Because it played on repeat, <laughs> yep. right? Like it was like Hootie and the Blowfish and Alanis Morissette. And like I could, mm-hmm. if I hear a song, I'm like, oh, that was Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Somerville Ave. Nope, nope. That was Dunkin' Donuts, Medford Square. But that was a short-lived thing. And we'll get to that someday. Um, <laughs> that was Porter Square. Or that was Einstein Bagels. I worked at Einstein Bagels for a hot minute. Nope, that was <gasps> Pete Sunrise. I waitressed at my uncle's restaurant. And they're like, okay, know the songs from there. It's crazy how music yep. is such a memorable thing Transports with like our jobs. Uh-huh. I remember all my Nordstrom music. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. All of it. All of it. It's like... and I. For me, it's like I can't remember it off the top of my head, but if you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, no, oh, Nordstrom, and I would have never known the song <laughs> unless it was for that. So funny, so so funny. Well, next time you guys are at Dunkin', if you uh, order for pickup or delivery, try this veggie egg white deliciousness and the oat milk iced latte. We're doing these pairings. Every week we'll give you our our better together recommendation because Dunkin' Foods and Dunkin' Drinks are better together. So I think yeah, these are specially curated by the experts at Dunkin' as a good combo. So give yourself that break and try our better together Dunkin' combos. I'm going to make, we have to get, and maybe they'll just send it to us, but I I think we can make it out probably tomorrow now that the, you know, all the other stuff is done. Let's go out and get the pumpkin roast. Yeah. Because Mm. I am obsessed. Yeah. We have to. We have to. And I was going to say, oh, yes. Everyone has been sharing their orders with us. So oh, no way. So keep sharing, you guys, and I'll accumulate them. <laughs> and we can play the guessing game. Yeah, and we can play the guessing game. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's so cute. I, I, I at least need to see a photo of the person. Okay. And then maybe I can, like, <laughs> use my intuition. This is fun. So, so fun. Anyway, let's get to our interview. <laughs> it really kind of is is symptomatic of the greater problem like i had this whole conversation um with a few people i'm like what is truth i don't know what what is truth i don't know what truth is anymore and we can start there because what is truth is something that i as a journalist am having a hard time sometimes with because everybody has a side they're all vehement and then somehow facts are even manipulated at times. And you're just like, wait, I, I don't know what to believe anymore, which makes me just say, I'm just going to be focused on what I can control, what I can be, yeah. what I can do every day, because all of this is just noise. Well, that's like the ultimate Zen moment that you just said there is really just focusing on what you can control because 
you're right. Everybody has a side. And also a lot of people don't want to see facts. It's mm-hmm. just, it's so much about just public opinion and public perception and what's trendy and what's cool. And I think that right now we're in a society where it's cool to hurt people. That mm-hmm. became the norm that became popular is the most popular content is destroying somebody else. Like right now I see Chrissy Teigen going through it. Everybody loved Chrissy Teigen for years. And all of a sudden this year she's Satan. Like what the fuck happened? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really sad, actually. And I remember reaching out to Chrissy because, you know, the woman was pregnant. Like, you know, it's it's kind of um, cancel culture is is so terrifying. And I wonder with you and we talked about this a little bit on the live, you know, how hard is it to jump back into a world that, you know, comes with so much toxicity? To be completely honest, and I said this when I came back, if I wasn't contractually obligated to post about my book, and obviously I wanted my book to do well, but also I was contractually obligated to post about my book, I wouldn't have come back yet. I don't know how long it would have taken me because the thing that that six week break did for me was make me feel like a person for the first time in six fucking years. And I honestly don't even know if I ever did feel like a person, but for the last you know, since I moved out here in 2014, I believe I moved out here, 13 maybe, I uh, have been living in this world of never really having to become an adult. Like I graduated college and then I worked a real job in sales and marketing. And then pretty much right after that, I moved into the internet world where I never had to grow up or mature. And I never understood what just building an authentic relationship that started naturally feels like because my friendships came from collaborations and I'm Mm. not saying that like I've never been friends with anybody that I collaborated with or that they're all bad people Mm. but the relationships were built on the foundation of we are mutually gaining something from this so kind of taking that step back and really having I deleted everything off my phone like I wasn't looking at anything what does that mean I I deleted everything off my phone like I I had no social media I had no YouTube I had no Twitter Instagram I had no way to consume internet content so if I was doing something I was I was reading I was watching TV I was playing with my cats I was cleaning I was organizing and I was just being a human being for the first time wow do I've I remember you got your your degree. Was it in psychology? Am I crazy? Psychology and communications, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you have a background in this, um, mm-hmm. in something that's helpful to you in this time. So what were some of the things that you maybe learned and applied that helped you in this this six week break that you took? Honestly, my six, my degree in psychology went completely out of the window at that time. When I left, it was because I had this moment of it was a a realization that I was becoming what I hated because I had always, like we talked about on the live, I ignore everything. And that's become one of the things that I am most criticized for. And one of my friends put it best where she said, we're living in an age where your silence can be misquoted. So when I wasn't speaking, when I wasn't speaking, it was, she's not speaking because she's trying to ignore it because she's a bad person. So then it was just like, okay, well, if if I did respond, it was Gabby Hanna avoids the drama. She ignores drama because she's a bad person. She doesn't want people to know. And then it became- Or she doesn't care. responded. Yeah, but then I responded and then it was, 
drama queen. Why is she stirring up this drama? She's so desperate for attention. Like, why is she feeding into it? So you just can't, you can't win. So when I left, it was because I absolutely lost my, I actually lost my fucking mind. And people were, you know, making jokes about it, being like, oh my God, she's crazy. Yeah. Like, what do you do when for a year straight, longer than that, people are telling you you're a master manipulator, a narcissist, an evil person, and amongst so many other things, you're constantly being accused of something, not just like silly, like really gross, heavy shit. I'm losing, you know, people don't want to talk to me. People don't want to collaborate with me because I'm now looked at as this evil person. And they're texting me behind the scenes saying like, what's happening to you is so fucked up. I can't even begin to imagine what you're going through. This culture is so disgusting. By the way, like I have to cancel our collab. I hope you understand. So it's just like, you know. But do you hard. fault them? <laughs> do you fault those people that had to cancel the collabs with you? How did you handle no, that? No, and I've, I've said that too, where like I've talked about the, the pain, the actual personal anguish that comes from this because people look at you as not a human being. They mm-hmm. look at you as... A punching bag and then they get real shocked when you talk back but at the end of the day like I can't fault anybody because there's that realization of oh these people weren't my friends and that's not me taking it you know personally it's just we were never friends and mm-hmm. I, I thought that we were and we kind of pretended that we were for camera and it's it's kind of like having your work friend your your person who you go to work every day and you see and you collaborate together at work or whatever. But when your social media is your job and your social media is built on yourself, those lines get blurry. Mm. And that's why I stopped years ago, you know, collaborating or being part of creator collectives, because for me, it was hard to live in a world where I couldn't tell if people were hitting me up to film, if they were hitting me up to actually hang out and connect. And I need real connection but I also don't blame anybody who doesn't. Like everybody has different needs and everybody has different, they go after different things, you know? Yeah, but I wonder if the, if the reverse had happened, right? Like, cause it seems to me it's, it's very difficult when your livelihood is on the line, right? Like yeah. think of how hard it was for you when your livelihood was on the line. So now if these people you're collaborating with realize that if they collab with you in this dark moment their livelihood is going to be damaged right alongside yours yeah like I see that played out you know in all of the different you know public kind of scandals we're seeing right and Mm -hmm. and then I also read a really great article that said you do more harm by going and defending people in those moments and you bring more energy and attention to it so um so it's almost like I wonder, you know, do you have empathy for the fact that they reached out to you and sent you love, but then said, we can't collaborate because I'm going to go down with you. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never faulted anybody for it yeah. because I understand it. Would you feel but like you had to do the same thing or would you do it differently if someone else? Was I've always offended my friends. <laughs> and that, I think that was the part that like kind of stung is whenever somebody kind of got caught up in their own thing I did always kind of jump to say whoa hey that's not true um and then kind of not having it return of course it hurts but like like I said I I learned to not take it personally and then you just sort of learn who's my friend who's my co-worker and sometimes you lose your co-workers and 
All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. It's kind of part of life, I guess. Sometimes you lose your friends. That Mm -hmm. is the challenge, right? Because we have to temper our expectations of other people. So I and you and everybody, we look at people through what we would do, right? Like I I would be there in a second if something was wrong Mm -hmm. with you and I would help you. How dare you not be there when I need you, right? So there there are these these expectations. And I remember after I had surgery, I I created this little mouse pad. And one of the things I wrote on there, there were messages I wanted to remember. And one of them was temper your expectations of others because Mm. they're not you. And, and so that's what makes you special is that you would have the balls to defend somebody and stand up for somebody that you love and believe in. It's really scary for a lot. Um, But now I have friends in my real life And that's where this all kind of became a blessing in disguise is for the first time in my life, I feel so genuinely whole as a person in my friendships and in my relationships. And I I wrote in Dandelion, I was never more lonely than when I had the most friends. And now it's, I actually do feel happy and satisfied. And my vision and idea of success has changed so much where like where I know I came and I started in this industry and I was hanging around people who were very focused on numbers and this is what success is. Did you buy this car? Did you buy this house? Did you get this many views on a video? And that to me was the normal. So I lived in that and that can be normal. If you thrive in that state, that's perfectly okay. For me, it left me very empty and very, I felt like I wasn't connecting to anybody because I wasn't having that type of relationship where it was just hanging out to hang out and there wasn't that constant need for content because when you're hanging out with other content creators whether it's planned or not there's always that moment of oh that was so funny hold on let's film it do it again and then you start realizing oh well are we making jokes for content or are we just having a good time Mm -hmm. and it just really comes down to different personality types and i don't think that one is better than the other i think it's just different emotional needs yeah how have your views on success changed i just see it as i think that growing up with very little and having a very limited view of what success was to me it was always just being financially dependent and stable and being able to say that you were great at something. And I always just wanted to be great. So 
you know, I, I have a book, it has to be a New York Times bestseller. Like when it was my first book, I was like, it absolutely has to be. That's what success is. When I would put out music, I'm like, it has to chart. That's what success is. And now as I get older and I had to take a step back from that spotlight, it became, oh, but I'm happier now because I used to spend all night staying up till four in the morning, working and planning. And then I would wake up early and I'd do it again all day. And that's all I did all day, every day was work, plan, create, shoot. I always had to be busy. And now I spend a lot of days and nights hanging out with my boyfriend on the couch or going for walks or taking small trips or just hanging out with friends. And I'm so much happier. So success is balance. Like obviously the financial and career stuff is important, but you also have to be enjoying your personal life or else why is, what's the point of doing anything? You buy this life that you don't have time to enjoy, you know? There's the quote, you buy this life that then you don't have time to enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's funny after, um, you know, everything that I went through, I remember being like, gosh, I think I built a life I don't want anymore because it was just too much. And, yeah. you know, I had that kind of um, epiphany because I had to get knocked down and you got your version of get knocked down and you kind of Yours was much more serious though like don't don't <clears throat> put our shit on the same level because it's not well the result <laughs> is the same and that's the point is like we're all going to have different levels of shit but it's what do we do yeah. with it and how do we pivot towards something better when we're called to kind of look at things a little bit differently and I think that that is um it's it's usually a tough thing to do um, for people and usually it has to be kind of life-threatening or whatever. Um, so it's actually better um, or I think you, you deserve maybe more credit because you didn't have to get to that place. Yeah, it, a year worth of years worth of being, you know, punched and beaten up and, you know, all of that is is pretty awful. Um, but you you shifted. And so I wonder with the shift have there been financial consequences and how are you with that absolutely i mean it just it comes down to a lot of different factors some of it is sponsors pull out like if you get accused of exploiting a murdered teenager people take notice and you know i lost a record deal that i was really excited about i was at a place in my career where that was going to be a huge move for me and gone overnight you know your friends stop answering your texts everybody unfollows you on instagram people notice those things but i've never i've never put myself in a situation like i was the last of my friends to get a house for example because i always told myself this is a fickle fickle world you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow and your world is over so i would never put myself in a situation where i am extremely uncomfortable i knew that when i got my house that i'd be totally okay for a while if something happened. And I also have other revenue. Like I have a, a best-selling book. I have the other best-selling book. I have my music. I have my podcast. But like sponsorships and YouTube money were different. So now it's just it pushes creatively in ways that okay, I used to spend this much on, on a music video. I'm not gonna do that this time. How can I do it for a lot cheaper and make it cooler? So at the end of the day, the financial stuff is mostly annoying more than it is a nuisance because I set myself up to not be in a situation where I'm going to, you know, really suffer. Yeah. Not living above your means. 
is really yeah, really I like smart. I, I'm notorious for like this sweater is from like Goodwill two years ago. Like I still drive my 2016 Corolla. I don't. <laughs> I don't spend. <laughs> I love you. I love a saver. Oh my God. I like, I am so obsessed with savers because I'm a saver too. So Hell yes. it's so much more comfortable. Well, and yeah. also people expect less from you. Like when I roll up and I'm the only bitch and not designer, people are like, oh, I don't have to expect much. <laughs> Hilarious. But you know, but also choosing to do less has financial consequences. So yeah, there's the shit that happened, um, but you're also choosing to do less and it seems like you're okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I really do look at everything as, I don't think that everything happens for a reason, but I think that you can work everything to your best benefit. So I don't think that all of this happened to me for a reason. I think that it was fucking hell and it just happened and it's something that I now have to deal with and that's fine. But I was so, so ingrained in the YouTube culture and, you know, YouTube makes a lot of fucking money. Like just keeping it real, it's hard to step away from. So if you're used to making a certain amount of money, how can you just say, fuck it, I'm just going to walk away and do something that costs a lot more money than it makes me but I wouldn't have walked away otherwise. Mm -hmm. But instead I got pushed to a point where I no longer feel safe there. I no longer feel excited. It doesn't like I put in work and energy and then I met with, you know, rumors and hate, why am I going to do this to myself? So I was forced out of my job essentially, which made me focus 100% into my music, into my book, into my art, into my podcast, into my relationships, into my friends. So yeah, I'm making less money. I think ultimately I'm going to really excel in my music and in my writing where I should be. Cause I'm not a 22 year old. Hey guys, what's up today? I'm going to vlog. Like that's not me anymore. I'm a 29 year old artist and I'm ready to just be that. So cool. I think that, you know, I do think things happen for a reason, right? Like for me, if any of the jobs I was at weren't horrible, I would have stayed there and stayed comfortable Mm -hmm. and never grown. I would have never had growth and I would have never, um, potentially should never say never, but I, it was almost like they kept making it so horrible and uncomfortable that I had to get pushed out and pushed out and pushed out and pushed out Mm -hmm. in a sense, right? Keep Mm -hmm. looking for something better until I realized I have to do it myself. Yeah, but you're not giving yourself enough credit because when you say things happen for a reason, it gives the idea of the universe did this to you so you can get here. But the universe fucks with everybody equally. You're just the type of person who's going to take the universe fucking with you and say, well, how do I make it better? Mm-hmm. Not everybody. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiejis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need 
to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to the way T H E O U A I.com and enter the promo code heel squad for 15% off any product. That's the way T H E O U A I.com promo code heel squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. You can do that. So give yourself the credit where it's due, where you were in a shitty situation and you chose to make it better. Nobody did that for you, including the universe. I love that. I'm like Gabby. I love it. But you know, um, it's it's true it's kind of what we do with it but when i started kind of looking into you and doing research on you i just had this like thing and i asked you know the younger the younger (laughs) beeps jeff and kelsey i was like is it possible perhaps that people are just jealous of her variety of skills and talents because what i see from you is that you aren't afraid to take risks and I think that perhaps that also makes you a target. And I mm-hmm. I understand that because as I'm saying this right now, I realized that was me, right? I wasn't just your conventional like entertainment reporter or host or whatever. I was like, no, I want to write books. I want to act. I want to wrestle. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do everything because why mm-hmm. the freak not? The world is my oyster. Let's have some fun here. Yeah. And I totally. feel like that's you, but I also feel like you could have easily stuck with the golden handcuffs of the YouTube world and not really been able to pursue or push yourself because that's a massive beast you have to feed. And now mm-hmm. without that focus, you can focus on your artistry. Like I, I look at this and I do, I see wisdom and I Thank see, um, I see beautiful talent. Um, and, and you. you did the illustrations, damn, like two, it was crazy. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and I marked a lot of pages and we'll talk about different things that I want you to kind of explain but Mm -hmm. I think that oh man I just thought of my favorite quote in the world I'm so excited let's see if I can remember it (laughs) great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds whoa can you text that to me later Jeff Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 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 I mean I've I've always tried to heavily avoid being the person who is like, all of these people are jealous of me (laughs) because it sounds so high school and catty, but like the people who started the campaign against adolescence, my first book, two and a half years after it was out, all of a sudden it becomes viral to hate that book are people who want to be authors, but won't put out a book or like the people who started attacking are people who wanted to be singers, but ended up, you know, doing something else in their life and it's it, it's always whenever I have a major accomplishment that my life falls apart like my the first time that the internet really started coming for me when I was I was very very beginning and I was growing quicker than a lot of people had been growing and all of a sudden boom first scandal and then it was I have a best-selling book and a song that was like super viral and boom here's another one and then my songs were number one and number two at the same time. And all of a sudden, boom, here's another one. I bought a house. Here's another one. And it's just like, it's only ever when I'm doing well that people want to tear me down. And you do the math people. (laughs) You do the math. And, and it's true. Like I remember, um, I have a scenario where, Oh gosh, you know, I had a new boss and I was going into a new job and I really wanted it to be an amazing experience. And so I invited him and his wife over for dinner. My mom and dad cooked for, my mom cooked for everybody and we had this beautiful dinner and it was 
very hard for me to to do that because I have encountered a lot of jealousy and I was like oh gosh like is this a good move like bringing him to the house this I have a really nice house that my parents my husband and I like renovated with our bare hands like we would Mm -hmm. not have lived in that house if we didn't buy it have the balls to do it ourselves and we're Greek so we do it all ourselves anyway um and so and I worked my balls off like to get there like I deserve to have it whatever so um soon after that everything changed and um I I remember my dad looking at me and he never says anything bad about anybody or anything he goes Maria the biggest mistake you made you had them to come to the house that's Mm -hmm. it and I was like frig because that was it it's this is an executive who now sees that you have a better house than them you drive a better car than them and they want what you have and they're is where the problems kind of begin and that's where I encountered you know and throughout the career a lot of sexism where it's like it's okay for the guys to have success but when the girls have success oh oh, fuck you you must die like that's it I remember I remember an executive being like oh we're we're ending this and they quoted a name of a female host who was very entrepreneurial we're we're getting rid of this we'll call it Kelsey this Kelsey shit Mm -hmm. and I remember being like really so um the males we'll call it jeff so the jeff shit is okay so they can promote their suit line on the show and they can become you know multifaceted and be on multiple networks at once but the girls can't let me just get this straight and i'm not somebody who goes out and screams sexism i it wasn't only until we actually started discussing this episode i was like oh yeah yeah i've definitely dealt with that i never thought about it like that jeff and i were talking about that on the pre-interview where I also had that same experience where I didn't realize how much sexism I was facing until my male counterpart, my uh, old rep at YouTube, he left YouTube, but he straight up said to me, he was like, what is happening to you is inherently very sexist. Like the, the, the platform as a whole is sexist. And then I had other people, like other creators, men say to me like, yeah, I mean, it's super fucking sexist. Any man can do whatever they want, but if you have a bad relationship with a friend a few years ago, you're canceled forever. Like mm-hmm. men can do, lit- they can use different language. Like there's men on the internet who can just throw around the F slur, the N word. Mm-hmm. And to them it's, it's edgy comedy. <clears throat> but if a young girl on TikTok lip syncs the N word while she's dancing, that's, she's a racist. So it's like, where, where is our line? But. Well, you see it too with know. like, there have been men that, have almost been canceled in the last few months mm, and they double down and they double down and they're like Mm-mm. and they go right back at them even harder and they're mm. revered and then women have to just send all the apologies and hide and cry and whatever because if you do that as a woman it just doesn't mm. work there's just That's no way when you asked me on the live when you said uh do you ignore it or do you respond and I tried to ignore it and I've seen men ignore it and they're fine Mm -hmm. but as a female it's every single day there's going to be new videos with my name until I respond and then also YouTube itself pushing all the videos that are being made about me while hiding and shadow banning my content Mm -hmm. and this is actually something that I haven't spoken about and I feel like if the wrong people see it and cause drama but I was shadow banned by YouTube. My channel is still shadow banned. Whenever my comments started getting flooded with words like murder and things like that, 
um, all of a sudden my, my videos are being hid. If you searched my name, it would be a page of hate. And then my music video that I just put out at the very bottom or on the next page because my channel was shadow banned. Everyone made fun of me. All of the male commenters made fun of me, said that I was crazy. I'm delusional. I'm washed up. I'm losing my mind. I'm literally showing statistic evidence showing that my channel is being actively killed and flagged and that subscribers are literally being unsubscribed from my channel without their consent or knowledge just being killed and then men all made fun of me they all started experiencing the exact same issues the entire community rallied behind them and said like oh my god we have to fix this and then they all got their problem solved within a week so like for me, these same people, I'm delusional, I'm crazy, I'm mad because people just don't like me anymore. And then they have the exact same problem. I'm being fucking shadow banned and then everybody cares, so. So here's the prescription. First of all, we're gonna get Gabby to be the biggest, most rabid Better Together fan. And here's how we're gonna do 1, it. 1,000%. I have a prescription list. Oh, her. I'm already there, baby. Like, ooh. I love you. So we have a prescription list I I'm, give to I'm people. I'm notes. Remember when we had, um, oh gosh, um, why am I blinking on our comedian Should friends? Should I be writing this down? Our comedian we friends. Got you. Either Nikki we or got you. Nikki, Nikki Glazer. Oh. We had Nikki Glazer on. Do you know Nikki Glazer? Uh, yeah, and yeah, of course. So, so we ended up, we were supposed to have just like this funny conversation with a comedian and it ended up being like a therapy session and I started giving her a prescription. So you need to listen to Deirdre Haid. Mm. Our episode with Deirdre Haid, okay. she's a mystic. One of my favorite moments with her. It's actually one of our highest viewed, our highest downloaded episode. She said, you're not crazy, you're wise. Never let anyone tell you you're crazy. You are not crazy. Because think about it. As women, we're always like, oh my God, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but... And we always preface everything with that because we've been so conditioned to be told that we are crazy. And we're not. We're wise. We have a very strong intuition. We are really freaking smart. And we know shit. And I'm sorry that we just do. Oh, I just had such a good idea, too. What? After you listen to... As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. That episode, you should join us on our heel event with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're doing a heel I event. Like, I'm already there. I'm already there. <laughs> oh, and you then, would love it. And then um, there was another one that came to mind earlier. Jeff, you might have thought of it too, but there was another episode that I thought would be really, really helpful for Gabby um, with everything that she's been dealing with. Um, By the way, I actually am so flattered and touched that you actually care. Oh my God. Like, you're like, how do we help this girl? <laughs> of course. Well, listen, like, I f- that's kind of my 
I didn't know, but I when I started to do the through lines of my life, like my first book, The Ever Girl's Guide to Life, was about helping people and sharing information and sharing everything that I do that helps me with other people. So then when I started looking at everything I do, I'm like, okay, my network's where to help hosts. Okay, this and wow, the through line is helping people. And I really love doing it. So wherever I meet someone, if I know like whether it's, you know, Dave or like, you know, yeah. the person we have we have, you know, friends everywhere, wherever we meet people, yeah. I I send them a prescription because I know we have answers. Like mm-hmm. that's my job every day as a curious human is to find the answers to things that are hurting us that we can just shift and fix so that we can live a better life. And so I'll remember the other episode and I'll give you the prescription. Um, but definitely you need Deirdre Hayde because you're not crazy. Um, that's what people try to do. They manipulate us into believing that we're nuts. And then we start running around saying that. And then, you know, soon after we're like, so we're the problem. (laughs) What was like really crazy in my situation is everybody kept saying, I'm, I'm manipulating the situation. I'm a manipulator. Um, all my fans are manipulated and I just wanted to scream, I'm not saying anything. Like everybody's manipulating the situation into something it is not and never has been. I'm silently sitting in the background being like, think what you want, I can't control you, I can only control my reaction. And still everybody's saying, she's so manipulative by not saying anything. The fact that she's not answering us is so manipulated. She's manipulating her fans. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like the projection is, so astronomical Mm -hmm. of the people like everything that they were saying about me is like no you're actually a really toxic narcissistic person i'm not saying anything you've made eight videos about me this week you're toxic Mm -hmm. you're mentally abusive you suck yeah yeah i'll tell you um rose theodora Mm -hmm. she's um a color astrologer we've had on the show she's amazing i'll never Mm -hmm. forget after having her on the show one day we were walking outside And there was somebody that I just, I was like, I don't know why, but they just are consuming my thoughts. I can't get this person out of my head. They're making me nuts. What do I do? And she goes, it's not you thinking of them. She's like, it's actually them holding an obsession over you. Yeah. And she said, put them in a bubble, physically put them in a bubble, like in your mind, and then float them off and wish them well. And she's like, just float them away. And I remember doing it with this one person and it worked. So that's like another like little thing. Literally send them off. Send them off. <laughs> send them off and wish them well. Toodles. I did something sort of like that whenever it's it's hearing you talk is crazy because I haven't really spoken to so many people who I feel truly understand what what the situation was. And when you say the word obsession, that's exactly what it was. And when I deleted my social media, it was because I had realized that these people have been obsessed with me for years. Like this is six years, seven years in the making. It has been an obsession of constant whatever. And because they were so obsessed with me and constantly attaching me to themselves, I was becoming obsessed in return because now I have to think about you. And then that's when I deleted my social media was just like, I can't let you control my thoughts like you are so far in my past and out of my mind like all of these people but you're making me think about you that's the but manipulation I'm bubble in a boat thing where i just <laughs> yeah that's the manipulation though yeah which is so yeah. wild and 
and it is it's it's the challenging thing that comes with success right so mm-hmm. with success comes I mean biggie it was like more money more problems like it's it's so true that when you get to that level and you see it with so many people in the public eye like for you you're in a world you're in the digital world that is a whole other world right like I've been more in the you know um TV world more more traditional mm-hmm. world so I've watched people rise in the ranks and the second they're up here it's like poof we've got to kill them and yeah. and it's because they they become an object of obsession and people yeah. have to pick apart everything that they can't be that they'll never do that they'll never try that they'll never be and it's really hard for people to cope with all of those feelings so it's so easy to just launch attacks at them um yeah. i've also found that <clears throat> the people who are the loudest are the people who believe they can do better but refuse to try Ooh. and they just get mad at you because they're like oh she wrote that book like I could write a better book I'm a better poet I'm a better artist she put out that song I could write a better song I can sing better than her but they don't do it mm-hmm. so they get mad at you because you're getting fame and recognition or whatever it is for something that they think you're undeserving and they are but there's so much more to success especially in entertainment than being just talented like you can I'm always the first to say I'm not the best singer in the world but I'm a great writer I put my heart and my soul into what I'm doing and my vocal complements that but I'm not Adele like I don't have this classically trained insane voice and there's people who do and they say why am I not there you have to work hard you have to put yourself out there and be ready for this type of fucking abuse <laughs> to really succeed. So yeah, it takes so much more than talent. I, I say it all the time. There are a million talented people out there. Yeah. There are, there's so much talent. If talent was all it took to make it, trust me, there, there'd be so much more competition. It takes yeah. grit. It takes gut. It takes hard work. It takes perseverance. It takes ingenuity it takes relentless like you just there's so much that's why it's like there's one Britney Spears there's one Winnie Houston there's one Mm. I I mean there's yeah I don't know why those two just popped in my head but whatever like they're like the most famous people ever (laughs) yeah like they're just there's a recipe that just works um did you ever hear um are you Catholic by chance I'm Greek Orthodox very similar I don't know if this was a Catholic thing or just something I learned at a Catholic thing when I was younger, but it was about just Giuseppe was the story of this guy who prayed every single day. If you, I'll do this for you. If you just let me win the lottery, Mm -hmm. I'll give you this and I'll, I'll donate and I'll, or I'll volunteer, whatever, whatever you need me to do. If you just let me win the lottery. And then he did all these things and he said, God, why haven't I won the lottery yet? I've done everything you've asked. And God says, yo, Giuseppe, you got to buy a ticket. I can't do everything. <laughs> wow. You just can't wait for it and hope for it. You know, no. I've all, that's always stuck with me. It's like, you've got to buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yep. Santa's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not showing up, guys. Um, I want to just go through some of the, the book because um, we all loved it here. Um, and so... Um, I feel like in the forward, you thanked the people who believed you were not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I want you to explain that to people. 
I've always, I think the thing that really keeps me going is I know that if I quit when it gets hard, that all of the people who wanted that get their way and they win. So I have done every, every success I have has come because somebody told me that I could not do it. Even just when I started binding in the very beginning, there were kids who I went to college with, which you think college and hearing this is so immature that you wouldn't believe it. But I graduated college. And I started posting Vine a lot just for fun as I was working. And this girl I went to school with tweeted, let's get this straight. You will never be Jenna Marbles. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to be fucking Gabby Hanna now. And then it was, you know, that just came through my whole life. People said, you're a Viner. You'll never be able to do YouTube. And I said, fucking watch me. And then from there it was, you're just a YouTuber. You'll never do music. And I said, I guess I fucking have to be great then. So if it wasn't for those people, like the people praising me, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you for buying my music. Thank you for buying my book. And thank you for supporting. But it's really those people who are telling me I can't that have always kept me going. I love it. It's like the, it's like Popeye's spinach. Um, it's fuel to the fire. (laughs) Like I I was talking about Tom Brady once or recently and I was like, you know, it was the, usually the first game of the season when Tom would come out maybe, and maybe he was a little rustier coming off an injury or something. And people would be like, Oh, that's it. He's old. It's over. He's done. And then every time I was like, Oh no, you guys just woke up a whole other monster. (laughs) You are not going to be ready for this. And he would kill them he went 18 an hour he would win the craziest super bowl of all time against the falcons or whatever it was we're like do not do that you're so setting yourself up to eat shit (laughs) with the right people because it is if you want me to fail the worst thing you can do is tell me and i feel like tom brady is the same way and now i'm a steelers fan Mm -hmm. so i don't like praising tom brady but you gotta give credit where it's due gotta give credit where it's <laughs> due he is the greatest of all time so there's yeah. just certain people that even when you're just not a fan you have to give them their due yeah um, i have to ask you really quick though yeah how do you feel about him finishing the season with another team are you are you a brady fan i'm assuming oh my god yes i love tom brady so i'm how do you i'm feel about him moving? i am equally excited like i i've been watching the patriots and i've been also cheering on tom and tampa um, I think that they both have kind of struggled without each other totally. and it's interesting to kind of watch. I think they're better together, but, um, but you know, it takes time to kind of, you know, he's at the end of his career. So now he's having to like rebuild a new team over there. And then you've got Cam coming into the Patriots and they're all trying to find their dynamic and, you know, he got COVID and that made it challenging. So it's, it's, it's a challenging year, so it's hard to judge anybody in this year if you're going true. to judge as a fan of a team. But I do think that they were better together. Mm-hmm. I said it. Yeah. I did. And I mean, the Steelers are 10-0 this year, so... I know. So far. <laughs> I know. It's kind of unbelievable. I know. Honestly, this year made me a football fan. I've never been able to get into it, but I'm so obsessed with amazing things and going having a season like this I'm so invested in football that I sit down and I watch every game because mm-hmm. I'm like we have to have a perfect season now we have to win the Super Bowl <laughs> oh yeah been there been there perfect season I know I know <laughs> but hey I hope I hope for you guys I think uh anybody who can get a perfect season that would be so incredible um yeah okay in the book let me pick one of these moments Jeff did you have a favorite one that you think we should go to 
I mean, I got to say, Gabby, I'm, I was an English major, so I feel like I'm a poetry nerd, and I was really impressed. I thought you had some beautiful turns of phrase and really thought-provoking stuff in here. Um, Jeff, this one, beautiful turns This one kind of phrase. blew my mind. You okay. said, in closet, you said, what is a monster if not just an animal we don't know? <gasps> yes, 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 yeah. yes. Can you uh, speak to that? Yeah, um, I'd love to. So I like to write in a way that it can be either you know, like multiple meetings, essentially. So when you take it at the surface, it's just, we're afraid of the things that we don't understand. And when you're talking about, you know, just an animal or a monster, you might see a really scary sea creature and say, oh my God, that thing's going to eat me. And then it turns out, oh, it's an herbivore. We actually don't know anything about this. This isn't a monster. It's not harmful. But I wanted to write it in um, that context and literally put him in a monster in the closet because I find that especially with things like homophobia, transphobia, or just any other type of people that we don't understand, that is why we are afraid of them. Like you see people rallying against gay marriage or the fact that people want to transition and they say, these are monsters. This is an abomination. What you're doing here is a monster, but they're just not taking the time to understand that maybe people just aren't like you. And yes, you may be hetero and you were raised with a very slim worldview of what love is, but why are you demonizing somebody just because you don't understand them? And I think with most things in life, whether it's, you know, something like that or just, you know, politics or other types of beliefs, if we just understand each other, mm -hmm. we don't take the time to talk and listen. And then if you look at the page on the other side, it's um, you see the conversation between the little girl and the dad talking about you know this monster and the monster in the closet and the dad trying to find the monster and the little girl saying, it's in my head. And then the monster is actually listening. That's why it's in the black. I really put a lot into the illustration that I think when it, like isn't readily apparent but just being that monster, you know, listening to that conversation of these people and just wanting to reach out and give that flower and say, I don't want to hurt you. I just want you to understand me. Mm, so Sorry, good. very long winded for a one <clears throat> sentence. Poem. I just love that. What is a monster if not just an animal we don't know? The first thing that popped into my head was um, my octopus teacher. Have you seen that yet? No. Oh no. my God. Gabby, you're going to love it. Okay, oh. writing it down. Hold Immediately on. watch my octopus teacher on Netflix. On Netflix, mm -hmm. I, I literally got. It's a up show out or a bed. movie? It's a it's a documentary. I got up out of bed and sobbed, like sobbed. It was so beautiful, and it's ex it, it encapsulates what you're what you're saying there. Um, which I have to see it. This has multiple meanings, um, but yeah, I I love that. Um, Okay, Jeff, maybe I'll go to you for the next pick because I have to ask one more because it's just so good. I just... Well, Gabby, I can so relate. So I'm a writer as well. So Wait, my, hold and I on, love Jeff. actually supporting hold writers. Hold on, Jeff. Like, really? Yeah. So good. What if meeting in the middle is holding us both back? I freaking <laughs> loved that. Mm -hmm. I Thank loved you. that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I have like 18 pages You're marked. You're making no, it's... So right now because I feel like nobody ever really like looks at something and just appreciates it for what it is and you're just really doing that so thank oh, you oh thank you well we we <laughs> love doing our homework but I I am telling you like this is when I started kind of you know putting this together in my head I'm like this is a really talented human this isn't just someone like as my husband says farting into a microphone which is you know 
very easy to do apparently <laughs> um yeah. there are there's a lot that you have to share and i think that when you look at your journey it's the painful moments that really um cause so much inspiration like you hear justin bieber's song lonely like it it affects mm. me so much because i understand and i think it's helping people understand him and more people more um, yeah. you know, whenever someone's in pain and they write about it and they sing about it, that's what we all connect to. So anyhow, we, we loved the book and Jeff, go ahead. Sorry to mean to interrupt you. you. No, you're fine. I was just going to ask Abby, like, you know, poetry, especially poetry that's this vulnerable really is kind of exposing a wound, right? Like, I feel like this was really val like a vulnerable poetry that you're showing us and sharing with us and being vulnerable is of course, what helps other people grow, but I'd have to imagine that was terrifying for you because, you know, you were facing this year where you opening up and being yourself led to criticism. Like, how have you dealt with the fact that this is really you at your rawest in a season when you were just kind of buried for that? I, you're giving me a little too much credit, I think, because it. I had to. I already, you know, I signed the book deal. I had a date and I would be completely lying to you if I said I wasn't scared shitless leading up to this book, knowing that people would take everything I said about everything. And, you know, I get really vulnerable about family and therapy and different mental illnesses in myself and in my family. And my mental illness has, like, I have, like, CPTSD and really bad anxiety and depression that's very obvious on the surface, especially this last year. And people tear, tore me apart for it. Like, I tried to do, uh, I was just like casually doing my makeup, talking about CPTSD and getting treatment for it and how it's affected me and how it used to make me really unpleasant to be around because I was just always, you know, when you're raised in a war zone, you learn to be a soldier and that's, that's it. But I had to learn that like, okay, just because I was raised this way, doesn't mean I get to talk to people this way or treat people this way or react people this way. And in opening up about it was trying to you know, kind of take ownership of my flaws in my past and that I haven't always been a wonderful person to be around. And that turned into she's blaming her shitty, toxic, manipulative, abusive behavior on her mental illness and making mental illness look bad. So when this book was coming out, I had that in my mind of, oh no, people are going to mm. rip this apart, say that I'm playing the victim. Uh, say that I'm trying to blame negative behavior on bad things, make you feel bad for me. But it 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 got put out because it had a deadline, you know. <laughs> but I'm I'm happy that it's out, and that's why I get so uh, touched when people like you say that you really understand it and really appreciate it because I don't always get to hear that. So thank you. Yeah, well, you I know, think it's how... valuable. I'll just say quickly, Maria, for our listeners who do have questions or concerns or want to be seen by the experience of depression, anxiety, or mental illness. I think this book really beautifully looks at that. So I'm encouraging our listeners now check out the book. I think it's a great job. You do a great job of veiling deep messages in a way that it's still accessible for people. I know poetry can sound like difficult or hard to access, but I think you're doing something really cool by getting this accessible sort of honest poetry here. I think it's really good, Gabby. I really do. I really do appreciate that more than you can possibly understand. Yeah. Thank you. I just, when I hear all of this, I just wonder, where did you get the strength to just not quit? I think it really just comes down to, I have 
a wonderful support system who reminds me all the time that these people who are constantly tearing you down want what you have and if you give it up then they win am i really going to let these people who dedicated a year of their lives to destroying me to winning am i really going to give up this thing that makes me so happy like when i leave the studio or when i'm writing or drawing i'm on cloud nine i get back and i hear a demo and i'm literally dancing without the music like talking about how excited i am and it's, you know, my boyfriend, thank God for him, but he's just like, look how happy you are. Can you believe that a couple of days ago you were talking about, is this worth it? Mm-hmm. Of course it's worth it. Look, you're so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a support system, I guess. Well, I know, cause I've had Kevin say it to me a million times, Maria, don't let them win, don't let them win. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I just want to be happy and I want to be free of this pain. Yeah it's it's tough and i think you're one of honestly like you're such a fucking role model dude (laughs) and you make you make problems feel validated while also feeling not important and i mean that in the the most complimentary way where you put so much stuff into perspective and show what you overcome in your strength and then also to the people who you're speaking to I'm sure you're like this in real life too. Hey, I hear you. I see you. You're better than this. And I hope you understand that. And I can't wait to see what you do. And I just want to thank you for giving me like your time and your energy and so much thoughtfulness. And you you just fucking rock. Like, I can't wait to. You're making me well up. Huh? I said, you're making me well up. Well, you're just fucking amazing. Like you're incredible where it's like this woman had two brain tumors and she's still killing it. And she faced so much (laughs) fucking sexism and you know, I'm sure mental and emotional abuse in the industry and you really took reins and took control. And you are somebody who I now look to as somebody who I need to model my life after. Like you're fucking incredible. You're a real true life inspiration. And I just want to remind you again, like this isn't, this shit happens to you for a reason. You did this given an impossible deck made a fucking house of cards you are an angel (laughs) and i just have to add she is like that in real in real life (laughs) i can tell she's really like that she is an angel (laughs) thank you well i um i hope this isn't our last conversation gabby i feel like um Mm -hmm. i feel like she needs to be on the show more i know (laughs) like like even just co-hosting i don't know i feel like you um i feel like i off camera can probably help you a lot because I've gone through similar stuff and I'm older so I've I've got some years on you and I've got some more tools in my tool belt. Jeff also sent her Dr. Rouse episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, was it full of like tools like that are so easy to grasp and implement into your life that I think will be mm-hmm. really helpful. Um but and I do want to get you on that heel event. I think you would yeah. love it. We'll send that to you too. I'm just saying this right now and I mean it. Like I'm not the LA person who says shit and then doesn't follow through. <laughs> do you ever want me to come on again? Please hit me up. You want me to co-host when somebody's not available or when they are? Hit me up. If you ever just want to chat, like oh. Jeff, please give her my number. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. You're I just somebody it. like I need in my life as a, as a human being. I think I you're love incredible. It. Well, I'm happy to be there. And I think, uh, I think we'll, we'll have some fun along the way. So um, the book is called Dandelion written and illustrated by Gabby, of course. Um, and you can get her other book, Adult Adolescence, 
uh, as well. We'll put links to this inside the summary of this episode. Um, And her new single, Shut Me Up, um, her current uh, EP titled Bad Karma and companion song Dandelion can be found on streaming platforms. Um, Because who needs a deal? You can do it yourself, right? Hell yeah, (laughs) ma'am. DIY. It's it's the way. And then you have full control over everything, which is awesome. And you don't have someone telling you who you're supposed to be. Yeah, that's definitely the industry <laughs> for sure. Yep. Uh, Gabby, this was such a pleasure. Um, I'm so glad we got to have this time. Thank you. And we will be chatting soon. Thank you for having me. I honestly am leaving this conversation feeling like I just hung out with a friend or my therapist. I'm not sure. But <laughs> it's been really good. I feel like the rest of my day is going to be elevated. Because oh, of this. Good. I'm glad that we're better together. I feel great too. And I needed it today too. So there we go. <laughs> We're better together. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everybody else that's here as well. Thank <laughs> you. Take care. Oh, yeah. I just realized I don't even know. There's the gallery. I was only looking at Maria the whole time. Ah! <laughs> that's so funny. Right, thank you, guys. Take care. Oh, man. Wow. 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 And Jeff and I are both like, we're crying over here. That I just was incredible. felt like so much of the pain. And it was just like, I, know. I was like, how didn't she quit? I know. That was a great question. How didn't she quit? I mean, that's that's a lot. Girls got grit. Ooh. Yeah. But Ooh. again, that's what it takes. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yep. Mr. Backlund said, and she's so you never lose smart. unless you quit. Mm. So she's not losing. Mm-hmm. No, she's so smart. I mean, yeah, she that was really great. And I think that you just gave her a whole new light, right? A whole different way that people can look at her and it sucks it sucks that like how nasty 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 people can be but when you look at people like a gabby or like you who Mm -hmm. got shit on and like she was saying cut like came out on the other side and can be role models like that's pretty incredible yeah yeah there's a wisdom for sure and you know it's one of the things for people who are going through really tough times right now we talk about on this show all the time is it good is it bad who knows Um, that was from yesterday's Mm-hmm. Yeah, good thing, bad thing. Who who knows? That was on yesterday's show. But what I love is I do think tough times really do give you a wisdom. And, you know, seeing Gabby now versus Gabby a year ago, even, there was a pretty profound wisdom that I think is not only in the pages of those books. Um, I mean, coming from both of you, obviously, but I thought she offered us a lot too today. I was oh, really for impressed. Sure. For sure. Yeah. That's why I felt like such a good connection with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt like... Um, you know, she's been having her transformation too. So she's, she's one of our people. Yep. Um, I just felt like, I don't know. I just felt like she's supposed to be around. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. I think we all felt that. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. I'm mid show is like, Jeff, I want to be her friend. Like she's part of this. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say a lot of you guys probably know Gabby from YouTube. You might be watching us on YouTube right now. And if you aren't welcome, this is the heel squad. This is better together. And uh, we bring on experts and these kinds of conversations are happening daily on this show. Um, I really encourage you to subscribe. Even if you're you know, new to this type of content on YouTube, maybe you're used to vlogging. We do bring on a lot of pop culture people, celebrities, but we also bring on experts. Mm-hmm. And as Maria's producer, I can tell you that the consistent thing through this show is compelling conversations every episode. That'll get you better. Um, so hit subscribe and check out this corner of YouTube if you're new to the channel. It's, uh, we're doing really exciting things here. 
And the biggest thing is giving you guys takeaway to implement in your life, mm-hmm. like easy things. Um, you know, like today I was dealing with some challenges and I was like, okay, what tip am I employing today? Okay, I'll do some havening from Dr. Amen. I'm going to do some, you know, grounding exercises from Dr. Laura Berman. I'm going to do the- versus dog, Dr. Wolf versus- Rao. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I apply all of these things and this is what's keeping me sane at a time where it is very hard to be sane, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? For everyone. And we all need these tools. So that's what we do here every day. So um, if you go to at Maria Menunos or at Better Together with Maria, we have link trees in there. You can subscribe wherever you consume your content. You can join us on Patreon. We do these healing workshops that are unbelievable with world-renowned healers and thought leaders that you can have intimate access with. Um, we have extra content there. Content? <laughs> content there. And also we have uh, extra episodes that are ad-free. So um, join us over there. In the meantime... You can follow us, like I said, at Batter Together with Maria, at Gabby Hanna, at Jeffrey Crane Graham, at Kels Meyer 2. You can check out our Instagram live on my Instagram, Ooh, at yeah. Maria Menunos. If you don't know how to spell it, it's me, noun, O-S. Beautiful. You know what I mean when I say that, or right? Or Google will correct you. Yeah, me, I know what you mean. Me, noun. Me, O-S. the Just noun. O-S. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not me, adverb. <laughs> okay. Me, noun. Okay. I was thinking me, me pronoun, O-S, right, but right. now I got it, Maria. Oh, so thank shit. You. I thought it was me, adjective. No. Ah, me noun <laughs> os uh and you can check out our instagram live and that's it for us be nice people make good choices and be present hey heel squad we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good we love 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 it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.